Welcome back, man. If you tuned in into part one, thank you, thank you. Welcome back. This is part two. Um, so the last, the last bit of random that we that we have is is before I think we mentioned our last uh, recording. We mentioned about um, the Will Smith movie playing, you know, uh, Serena and Venus's uh, father, King Richard, and we wanted to talk about the thoughts and you know overall what you, what you thought of the movie. Um, I think we should start off with with the the brother, the actor, and see what your thoughts mm-hmm. and, and, and opinions are. <laughs> uh, I th- I thought it was damn good, man. It it, I, it got me in my feelings to the point where it made me want. I don't have kids, and it made me want to be a good father. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I got to be a better dad out here, man. <laughs> what am I doing? I got zero children. But no, nah, I thought that the movie was inspirational. I thought um, it was nice you because you know we. You know, for those of y'all don't know, me and P grew up playing tennis together and all that. And um, it's like we that this was our time. You know, Venus and Serena, like we were we were, were all around the same age. So we remember getting like the tennis magazine and seeing them on the cover. Remember their rise to fame and all that. So like it just it was real nostalgic for me personally. And um, but yeah, I thought Will Smith killed it. I thought he killed. It. I thought the girls killed it. Whoever they found to play Serena, I mean um, Venus. She she was incredible. She was a really really solid young talent. Both of them killed it, but I thought um, Venus had a little more spotlight on her. Um, I wish I knew what her name was, but she had that young actress actually just got signed to do uh, to play something another new lead in a movie with I think Ryan uh, I can't remember his last name, but the dude who directed Black Panther, um, the young black director. Uh, He's directed oh, a new movie, and she's about Coogler, to be his right? new lead in that. Cool, yeah, yes. Ryan Coogler. Right, yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Um, you gotta, you and, gotta be familiar with these dudes. Yeah, though. man. Nah, I know. Yeah, no, I know his name begin with a C, but I didn't want to be disrespectful, so I just, you know, yeah. I'm just, I yeah, want to give him his proper props and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But um, yeah, don't be offended, brother. I don't know anybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know y'all. He's a big fan. He's a big uh, fan. <laughs> the actress who played Venus, her name is Sanaya Sydney. Sanaya Sydney. Yeah, she she's Shout somebody out. to watch out for for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought Will Smith. I thought he killed it, man. He, he definitely did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, it was a, it was a real, like, good insight into what they um, had to overcome growing up. Because you know, all right, yes, Serena, uh, Serena, and uh, Venus are from Compton, but like, I didn't know that like her pops was getting beat down. You know what I mean? To try to keep them out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. You know, he was essentially, you know, working, you know, 24 hours a day. It's like he was coaching and then working at night and then, you know what I mean, like switching off with his wife. Like, it's just, you know what I mean, when you look at, you know, what they had going on, man, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And it's just like to kind of place, you know, the fortunes of your family on the backs of those two children because you believed in them that much. But then for them to, you know, go to the heights that they went to, you know what I'm saying? Because they put in the work and because they had that belief, you know, from from their parents. It's just like, man, like, that's, you know, if that's not inspiring to you, you know, on, to be on either either side of that. Like, if you wanted to be, you know, the child of Venus's place or if, you know, you wanted to be one of the parents, you know, seeing your child, you know, accomplish something great like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know I mean, I don't know what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Buff? Um, I think it was a, a really great movie. Um, 
because like you know like bud said like you don't you you realize like how much he went through to you know support his family and just the story overall like i wouldn't have thought like social services would have went to their house because of you know the next door neighbor or the lady across the street hating like just intricate like stuff like that and i think the actress who played um the young Serena, Demi Singleton, they casted her really well because I think she looked like yeah, Serena. she did. Um, she did. She, she really looked like her a lot. And so I was just like, I could really picture like, oh my God, this is her. Like, uh. you know, um, but I think overall it was, it was really good. Uh. It I, was definitely not what I was expecting. Right. I think, I think you guys are all right. You know, to, to, it, it was good. Um, like Jay said, uh, going uh, to shout out the Sportsman's Tennis Club, man. Going there, oh, playing Jay. there, you know. Um, anybody that that it's it's unique, you know. And I think um, they did a, a a great job showing the uniqueness of what they had to go through. Like like all you guys have all said, you know, it's different playing in the hood. <laughs> playing, you know, it's 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 a it's a whole completely different sport. It's, so it's, uh, wait, let me let me ask how how far would y'all say that like y'all and like Troy and like Shot like how far were y'all away from like literally playing like even let's say college tennis? That's the beauty uh, of it. Like Troy, I think Troy Troy went to Troy went to Georgia. Yeah, I know Troy went, but right. I'm talking about like. But that's what I'm saying. When, that's, when that's we were the all like high school level. Like how how far do you think y'all were away from playing? professional that's the the beauty of it every everybody can get sponsored if 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 you're ranked there but was the ata I, but yeah but i'm asking you right like, yeah you so know, like yeah like bro if you're they, ranked that, that's if you're what we ranked, were playing with right like, troy yeah, go ahead, Pete, go ahead no i'm just saying if you're ranked and and and, and troy sean timmy those timmy. are those are, those are your top those are your top mm-hmm. one through five whatever you want to label them but okay. because tennis goes so but far, that's in sportsmen's, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, nah. yeah, that, that's that's what I was going to answer to you. But yeah, like, no, Timmy was nationally ranked and shit. You know, okay. okay, like niggas was in sportsmen's really getting busy. Like they were going to national right. tournaments and shit like that. Like right. really, really getting busy in there. You know and, what I'm yeah, and it's right. just crazy because it's right in smack dab in the middle of the fucking hood. Right, right. You, you getting some of some some of the best tennis in the country coming out of there. And mm. and like I said, the beauty of it, man, is tennis goes so far that even if you know Timmy and them, they be nationally ranked but it's it, you could be number 150 nationally mm-hmm. ranked and you getting sponsored you going you playing prof- right like you right. know what i'm saying you playing professional right. tennis like if you yeah. so you getting paid so it's yeah if you if you in your if you're in the sport like your club and even if you number 10 15 in mm-hmm. your club but you are y'all on the national rankings ata usda we all going professional we all getting paid because gotcha. we all getting sponsored yeah. so but yeah, it's it's right there, Franklin Field. It's <laughs> if there's no, I mean, any more yeah, in the middle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, no, it, Blue Hill Ave and Harvard yeah, that, that, that's what you got to cross to get to us if you're on the hill, if you're on the field. So it's kind of like you know, Talbot Ave is right there. Yeah, man. So it's you know, I think I think it really kind of it, it really depicted that that you know the the. The best way you could possibly could. I think the only thing I would like to know more about him, like you guys all said, you know, I didn't know that he got into fights. I didn't know 
Like I want to know what made him even choose tennis. Like what? What was mm-hmm. the what, what was the process and that made you? Because I mean, essentially, he had to commit himself because he had to know something to teach the you know whatever it was that he had. Yeah, I they got better like coaching. He got at a club, or he what? Like he knew somebody at a club. I think he worked at one, and that's how he ended up like um, getting the girls into it. No, it, it's just it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal story. I just wanted to go deeper into Richard, like. We know, you know, Serena and Venus's story. I really would wanted to know more about him. But we well, want like a full biopic, like we got his whole history nah, and all that shit. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think a full bio. But the, I mean, the major things: how he grew up, how to come to. Again, we have to. Mm. How did he pick tennis? Most people, especially in the hood, you know, Jade, we gonna pick something that it, I mean, track for for women, for females, right? Yeah. You know, what I'm saying that that's where it, you, he could have easily went down that route and was like put everything into track, the typical thing. But you doing this for tennis, but not only doing it for tennis, but knowing your girls are more athletic, like knowing this whole vision and it's gonna work for them. How? How? Yeah, I want to okay, know that I see, process. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, really. Yeah, they, those those things would have been cool to see. Like, yeah, like what was the genesis of this idea? Right. No. Yeah. Now you know. For I mean that, and, and that could be really specific. That's obviously the tennis player in me. Yeah, you know that yeah. that's more interested in that. So I understand and I understand where they went. As far as Will Smith, absolutely. As a tennis player, and if even if you don't know who who Richard Williams is, he did a damn good job of bringing that man to light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now I know that one piece that um, <clears throat> sorry, people were, uh, well, not people, but like some people in the family were upset about was the fact that they didn't talk about like his other children that he had before his wife, mm. um, you know, before Venus and Serena or something. Oh yeah, they, like, they mentioned know, one of like a son or some shit like that. Yeah, it was like a son. I think oh, yeah. he has like four four other kids outside. So yeah, you know I mean, yeah, so like. The, like they were a little bit or I guess like I know at least one of the daughters was a little bit annoyed like you know like he's not this great father like da 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 right, I mean like, see well that's the genesis of the so idea he has yeah. Venus yeah. Serena he has Richard Williams the third and Dylan Star Williams those are his four kids I mean Which his wife they she also had kids before they got together okay yeah. I was about to say that's the genesis of the idea right there like this nigga had one of y'all better do something Right. So uh, these next two, baby, I don't give a fuck what's going on. These right. little motherfuckers, if you, you, you plan to fail, if you don't fail, if you fail to plan, exactly. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, if if we being truthful, man, it's like yeah, that's the way it should have been done. But let's be factual. Like no one does. A lot of people, yeah. If you're specific yeah, to, like to tennis, got, yeah. you know who the Williams family is. But other than that, no one knows you. So you're you're talking about you know a mini series, a Jackson a Jackson movie where you document right. you know the good and the bad. This yeah, was the highlight of what he did, you know. So I ain't gonna generate the same income. But the the biggest question I did have about the movie was, did you cry, Pete? Of course I did, man. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Of course and I did. So, so when I was watching that shit, I was like, "Oh, this thing gonna you be know, dropping because, into be, the bucket." Listen, <laughs> because it's, it, and I'm gonna I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why. It's not. It's not. And I, I think I figured it out. It's not because yeah, I'm overly emotional. It's a build up. Yes, you are. 
I mean, nah, no, it, like seriously, awesome. seriously, because no, I, right, yo, this, shit, this shit almost got me. I ain't gonna lie. Listen, right, right. I, it's look, a, it's I, a see, build I up. am because of my situation now. Mm. Right, <laughs> like all my emotions is just at the surface. Right, right but it's, right. it's for me. It's a build up. I remember when when she won it. I li- like you know what I'm saying. Like this is not a this is not a new thing for me. I rem- I I remember th- I remembered. I remember what everybody <laughs> at the club felt like. I remember what I felt like. So seeing this yeah. and uh, listen, it was a good story. Nah, yes, you ain't never going to identify with that. I'm but telling you because you got to play tennis you, to really identify I, with listen, it. It has nothing about. Not we don't even have to talk about this movie. It's, we can talk about every other movie that you nah, subscribe. Listen, like, yes. So he's overly sensitive, y'all. Period. Like, listen, and then just so certain things know. just just bit more touching for him. Well, it's, it's, like it's this, this what happens. Pete Sampras retired. I like I understand. There's there's like validity to those Jay, type of experiences. Jay, who is your fa- who is your favorite player, Jay? Well, back in the day, back in the day when you was in the thick of it, at your height of playing the most tennis that you played, who was who was that who was that player for you? I mean, yeah, Pete Sampras was that nigga. Was that nigga? Pete was that was nigga that okay? I'm and Pete Sampras, your name for you, you know, fucking Malibu Washington was my nigga. I mean, because you know, he was us. I mean, because us. right, because he was definitely the closest thing that looked like us. But if we, if but if we being honest, in honest of all honest opinions, nigga, you wanted to be Pete Sampras. Yeah, you wanted to be this nigga, this dude, hairiest guy ever, but he had swag. <laughs> Yes, swag. He could like the way the way the way Pete Pete Sam, this that's the way it's supposed to be done. That's who everybody he was the Jordan of for me. He was my Michael Jordan of tennis. So just like how Michael Jordan was saying, you know, hey, having commercials, I want to be like Mike. When he retired, there were people who cried when Michael Jordan retired and no one blinked an eye because they identified, all right, brother, he was that man for me too. So when Pete Sampras retired, <sighs> All right, P, we got you done. <laughs> but also, I will say, you know, after we at this stage in the game where, you know what I'm saying, our bodies and, and our, all of our chemistries are starting to transition and shit like that, you know, <laughs> and you know, more estrogen is, had, is starting to form. But this is going to be a heightened sensitivity. You just going to have to deal with, Cassie. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just going to come. You know what I mean? Y'all might be at that phase where it's like you about, you about to say. Oh, well, no, you seem more emotional than you clearly. Yes, he Y'all, is the emotional one in this relationship. I am definitely the emotional. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you add all these things. I have too many factors working against me, so that's yes. why. I cry. So I, I, and I understand. Like when we watch certain things, depending on the story, I, I can understand why P gets emotional mm. because of his background. Right. That's for another discussion. But like, but I I'm get a dad. It. Then sometimes I'm a dad. Your baby girl done minus, made it, Minus man. children. <laughs> minus children. There are times we are watching fucking commercials that may be, like, sad, and I look up, and this nigga got a tear in his eye. That's I'm the, like, what the fuck? That's the evolution that Jay's talking about. Would it be about. the, a, yeah. the ASPCA? Sponsor <laughs> <laughs> that These puppies things. won't it's make it through the winter. It was right on the blanket. It's only a dollar a day. 
Babe, we can afford a dollar a day, right? That's that's me. This nigga be like, nah, I just yawned. No, the fuck you right. didn't. Right, right. That's definitely me. That's definitely me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm crazy in them shits though. But that's that's another right. <laughs> I swear they just opened a, a cage and them shits like go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bananas, bro. <laughs> so so continuing with the the rabbit hole theme of, of this whole episode. During my days of, of being at home with COVID, I've come across some, you know, another, uh, I guess, a popular story, a popular, really, topic. Like, the whole Lord Jamar, Eminem beef, and what people and how people view Eminem, blah, 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 blah. Went down this rabbit hole, and I found the most recent Lord Jamar interview where He's asked a certain question, but it opened up the door really to a whole bunch of different questions. So I'm going to play the first clip of um, an interview that Lord Jamar had with Math Hoffer um, about four months ago. And I want to get y'all thoughts and opinion on that, especially Buds. That's the first one that we're going to see because, I, you know, here it is. <laughs> I could set this off and I came up with one way that I felt like, OK, this is this is cool. Why do you hate Eminem? <laughs> Whoa. Why did I somehow feel like this was going to go in that direction at some point? Did I feel like he was going to try to jump out the window from Giddy Street? No. Um, bro, first of all, right. I don't even really... You know, according to his fans, mm -hmm. every time I speak, mm -hmm. I speak about him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which we know is not factual, mm -hmm. but I don't even like to get in it no more. Like, it was never about hating Eminem. Right. It was just... It was just stating facts. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Just stating facts. Right. We, hip-hop is black music we created this shit as the creators we decide right. who our goats are right that's it okay not record sales not record companies not white people not any other people other than black people mm. and you know what right. puerto rican <laughs> because we was the ones that started this shit right in the beginning so we decide so when you got people coming up oh eminem is the goat he sold more records we're like real hip-hop motherfuckers don't care about record sales like mc hammer was selling mad records vanilla ice was selling mad records right. like that is not the criteria of what makes you good all right so it got me thinking, right? And this is still continuing on to this day. Eminem seems to be the topic of conversation when it comes to the goats or and, and who should be on there or whatever. Now, I know we've done our top MCs. But do you think what he's saying is, is A, do you agree, or is he just hating? Because I, I, I have a couple of opinions on what, what, he, what he said. No, I, I, I agree. Um for the most part, I mean, <clears throat> it's like, all right, so we love Kung Fu flicks, right? 
everybody been watching him since we was young. You know what I mean? Bruce Lee to Jet Lee to uh, you know whoever whom I'm thinking of. Um, I can't remember, but you know mm-hmm. all, all all these dudes, right? Right. Jackie Chan. Jackie, that's who exactly what I was thinking of. Jackie Chan. Um, but you know a whole bunch of dudes. If we turn around and said, "Yo, as a culture of black folk, we're gonna decide that Jean Claude Van Damme is the goat over Bruce Lee, over anybody else you want to say," would that sound like it makes sense? Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody would be looking like, "Yo, why are y'all even speaking about this?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might have had, um, you know, Jim Kelly. And uh, I don't know if there's any other black dudes in kung fu joints, but like, <laughs> My, you know, you, you know, yeah, Michael, yeah, Michael Jai, right, right. You know what I mean? Y'all had a couple, but you know, this is us, right? I mean, when you look at hip hop, I mean, why, why would it be any different? So that's that's like the fucking perfect analogy, bro. I can't even lie to you. That, that, that was, yeah, I appreciate you. So, what are your thoughts on like? So, you, wholeheartedly, is is that your stance, Jay? Like, that's where it is. With what uh, Bud just say, just said. Um, uh, I I don't disagree with anything that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because what what's the question? Whether or not Lord Jamar is right. Just yeah, your, just if you agree with the fact that, like, I guess white people are saying Eminem's the GOAT. Yeah, I, th- I think it's all... Yeah, I feel like their opinion isn't doesn't hold the same water. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, hip-hop is ours. You know what I mean? So right. it's like some of them were probably was probably saying Macklemore was the GOAT at one point in time, too. You know what I <sighs> mean? So... So and that's to, not to discredit all white people because, like, a no. lot of white people are really fucking hip hop heads. Right. And that's what I'm saying. You can respect ones, culture. You can be in the culture. Yeah. Nobody's excluding that. But it's like you're standing to really talk about who's a goat and what you're basing it on. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. This dude's like, I mean, if you want to say like Stretch Armstrong or somebody like that, or um. I don't know. You know what I mean? But there's white folks who's invested in hip hop. Like they, you know, it's their whole life. Right. So I'm never going to say like, you know, well, you can't participate in. Save, uh, save that say because that. I have, there's a second part to this conundrum that we're in. <laughs> Fluff, what's your opinion? Do you, off, based off of what we heard, do you, do you agree? I think you are entitled to have whatever opinion and whoever you designate as your goat is your goat. Like, I feel like, you know, we all like going off of our top five, we all had like similar people. We also had different people that didn't even that you know, that wasn't even part of our top five Uh to say that he's like, you know, um, you know, not like, I, I feel like he doesn't like M doesn't get the credit that he deserves sometimes. And I know you're going to play the other half of the clip. So I'll save my, um, comment for that. All right, so I basically wanted to play that clip because I wanted to get you know this. There's a backstory to really this whole thing. The original comments that Lord Jamar made, uh, it re- it wasn't even really about Eminem. It was about right. 
white guys, white people in the hip hop space. And mm-hmm. he was saying that they are going to forever be guests in the house of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that question that the guy that um, um, Math Hoffa asked him, this is the second end of the end of it. And I want to get you, you know, I'm going to give you another perspective to, to think about. Right. When you say MC Hammer, Ice T was selling mad records. I said MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was selling mad records. That would have been a big mistake. Big mistake. Um, why do you think they were so popular? Because it was pop music. Pop music is short for popular music. Like, right. And it was just, you know, it was mainstream. It was shit that white people could fuck with. Mm. So that's why, you know, black people will listen to a lot of music, but as far as being the purchasers of it, you know what I mean? It's really females and white people. You know what I mean? Like, they're the ones that really purchase music. Like, Mm. dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. So, got me thinking. What is he? He really hasn't. Why is why is Eminem a guest in the house of hip hop? What makes him a guest? And this is really my question to you guys to see if we can get to some type of 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 unity. I guess. First of all, they're gonna start putting some respect on MC Hammer's name. Okay. <laughs> right. That's a fact. He had a cartoon, son. You know what I mean? That nigga did numbers, bro. <laughs> Fuck out of here, yo. Yeah. It was a revolutionary this game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to address that. <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> I thought you had something else. Nah, nigga, I had nah. both the fucking tapes. Please hand me the murder and two legit to quit. Yeah, I doubled yeah. down on it. I doubled yeah. down, nigga. Yep. 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 <laughs> nah, but like for um, you saying is he forever a guest? I mean, yeah, it's like, like I said, it's the same thing, man. If you go, you know, move to you know another country. And you settle down and say, I'm going to live here. And you know what I mean? You, just because, you know, you live there doesn't make you of that island or of that country or, you know, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? You still are who you are. Right. You know I mean, you're just in another spot. Right. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you know, hip hop has a lineage. It has, you know, a, a history. So you can't change it just to make, you know, you know, just to add yourself into it. And you could say, yes, if you want to detail it down to the nitty gritty, yes, were there white people there at the inception of hip hop? Sure. I'm sure there was white people at the block parties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always a couple of white folks in the hood. We know this, but that doesn't make it part of white culture. You know what I'm saying? And like, See, this is this is this is this is my thing, right? I I agree and I disagree. And I don't mean this in no way, shape, or form, disrespect to a first off, you be um, be who you know you're in hip hop. Mm-hmm. That, that's no, your name. No. Um, oh, and no disrespect to Lord Jamar. You know he's 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 a legend. So no disrespect, but I'm I'm I disagree because I don't think like on one hand you can't say that that hip hop is started by black people, which you know it's facts. Cool, those are factual things, but you can't say that we are the ones who hold, I guess, the key to it. If we've allowed people like Eminem to be major contributors, 
to the game. But of we hip-hop. still held the key. But that's the thing. Like M still had to go and battle and prove his bones every time out. And that's you know where that's where my like, other problem lies. That's what I'm saying. He earned. He, so he earned his way in. Right. So my like other he proved that he was dope. So my other committed. My thing with him though. So why are you bringing popularity into it? Bar, like if we want to break it down on basics of hip hop of what I, makes the right, best I think MC, that, I think that was. I think that's what he was saying. White folks were saying about him. They were saying, "Well, Eminem sold this many records, so that's why he's their goat." Mm. Like I, I think that's where he was going with that. But no, what, what they're not saying is that Eminem was just their representative, so they most they most closely relate to him because he looks yeah. like them, and they can they identify with. He him told their him. stories exactly. Now, okay, you know now I'm gonna saying? give but, you. I'm going to give you a clip that 50 has on Eminem. I don't have the accolades to connect to the performance of my music. I don't have the trophies that match how big the actual records are. The one Grammy I have is for Cracker Bottle. I couldn't even have that without him. You know, that's why I have so much value for him, not just in, in my... Uh, in my career, just in my life, because he's, he's a guy that one of my best friends because I can trust that he's going to be honest with his, his constructive criticism when it's time to listen to the music before it goes out. He's the only person that did things that I wanted to do. He had the Marshall Mathers LP with 23 million records sold with flags all around the actual the plaque and I was like, y'all want that? I want that kind of success. And I know I had to go door to door to get it because I'm not him. See, hip hop is black music without question. And unfortunately for some people, it's tough to accept that you got a white artist that does it better than black artists. It is what it is. You know, and you could put either one, you could get whoever you feel like is the best black artist and stand them face to face in a room with, with him and he will eat that alive. Right now, if you had them prepare themselves in whatever way they would have to prepare themselves to come to battle, and I bet you, I bet what I have, everything I have. So that's where my disagreement with Lord Jamar comes in. Because if you want to say he's the most popular and that shouldn't determine, fine. But if you break it down to the basics, he would beat anybody that lyrically. We have to put him, give him his, his just due, don't we? Whether he's nah, black, white, or other. That he can, I can't say that he like he's unbeatable lyrically. I wouldn't say that. Mm. I say it's a... It's a rough day. It's a hard day for anybody going up against him. Mm-hmm. But M lost battles. You know what I'm saying? So you can't say, yo, he can't be beat. Because he's been beat. Mm-hmm. In this era of versus, Jay has also come out and said, don't even try. Nobody can beat him in a versus. Yeah. I I think a lot of things depend on that. Like, it's going to be like, all right, are, are they doing performance? Are they doing it, you know, studio? Are they doing it two separate places? You know what I mean? A lot of things depend on that because I don't know. Jay got a lot of joints, obviously. Mm. He's, you know, who most people would consider the GOAT at this point. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know, dog. I don't know. Jay? I don't know. Is Jay Jay beatable? Uh, beatable. I don't. It's no, I don't only think, twenty records. Like, yeah, I don't, everybody I don't think, thinks. Of, I don't think anybody's twenty 
Like, because it's always yeah, it always comes down to what you pick. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, that's that. And that's so that's we got to take that out of the conversation because this is a hypothetical discussion anyway. So we have to assume that everybody's picks their right twenty songs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to well, go against the next person. Because uh, I, mean, I mean, there's just too many. There's too many factors at play if we don't. If if we're not going to assume that, you know what I mean? So whoever he's going against has picked their best twenty, like their top twenty, and going against like his top twenty or or. They're equally matched top twenty, like a girl song yeah. for girl song, hood yeah. anthem for hood anthem, whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't. Okay, I don't think, nah, he, nobody's beating him. So like, fluff, yeah, nah, I, I can agree with that. So fluff, if there's anyone, if Jay's at the top of the mountain, if you are asked to come up with one person who you can possibly dethrone, who is your one pick? And while you pawn on that. Do you guys Wait, ever think there? If Jay it, is at the top of the mountain, right? So, because the question is, Jay, right? Jay has said that there is nobody that can do a versus against him and beat him. Nobody, right? Okay. So the question: This is for the whole panel. You can come up with one guy if you're tr- if you're if you're tasked to come up with one person, guy, female, whatever, to dethrone the guy who who thinks he's unbeatable. Who would it be? But. Will there ever be a consensus with, with imminent? Like, do you think any or people will come to the? Oh, wait, 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 wait! One question at a time, bro. No, okay. So y'all can answer that the first the first part of that question. If you're if you're if Jay says he is no unbeatable, nobody can beat him. Who's the one person you're going to put up against him to try to beat him, or even has a like? Who would you put against him? I will put up Nas. Mm. But that's me because I'm a Nas stand. Right, right. Nah, it's cool. It's your pick. So, and, and I mean, I think I think there's enough records there. But like I said, because it's for me, I can listen to some joints and be like, I prefer this over this J song. Mm. But I also know enough that like the world would be like, Nah, you crazy, mm. JB. Mm. So yeah, yeah, Nas didn't have the hits that that told that. Like, skill wise, yeah. But of though, if you even just like, come on, man, like this is that Monica Brandy like debate. <laughs> like Brandy yeah. had the better songs, but Monica yeah. could sing better. Like right, it's, right, it's right. hard. Right. See, I always felt like I felt like Nas. And Eminem kind of fall in the same category in terms of the respect that they give or they they, they should get because mm-hmm. they're both they're so lyrical. And say what you will, people who listen to hip hop not like popular hip hop is like lyrical ability is never going to be the top. Not anymore. I don't think. I mean, right the way the hip, the way hip hop has gone now is especially. It may be on its however, way back. No. Right. No. However, like I was I was gonna give shout out to, to you B for sending that video over to us because I think that, that shit that J. Cole and Benny the Butcher has, it shows, I think, that lyricism is on its way back. Well yeah, I mean Griselda definitely been pushing the movement, even a young boy Corday. He just dropped his last album a couple weeks yeah, ago. That's, like, that's a good project. I don't know why yeah. that's getting hate. So oh, your boy P just got put on to Corday in some freestyles that he did on um damn what was that um station? LA Leakers. Yep. Yes. Yeah. He's nice with it. He's nice yeah. with it. Nah, it's it's so it, but all this again, all this got me thinking to myself, like, 
Are we ever? Is there ever going to be a time? Maybe, maybe I'm answering my own question. Is there ever going to be? I guess a a consensus Mount Rushmore. No. Mm-hmm. No. Because it's all about people's like perspective of what they think is good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you may have the you like going back to our top five. We may have three of the five the same, but right. everybody's fourth and fifth will be different. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and, and hip hop. Right, I was just saying, my Rushmore is four. I've kept my four pretty much the same as Jay Nas, Big Pac. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, between you know Cole and Kendrick, and you know some of these other cats, it's like, you know, it's that's the thing. As as hip hop, like I was going to say, hip hop is too old mm. to have a general right. consensus it's now. Mm. I, I, it's, it's matured so much, and it's going to keep maturing, and they're going to keep yeah. people like going to different heights, and the style is going to change, and people's tastes are going to change, but people's love for the music mm. is going to stay the same. You know what I mean? So it's going to become a, like a generational thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just it, it, because it's. It's tentacles spawn out so far wide now. Like, what is considered hip hop is like it's genre bending sure. now sure. and all this shit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. I think the time to have that would have probably been like the mid to late '90s. Mm. That would that was yeah. probably like the only time we might have been able to come up with a top consensus. consensus. Mm. And the other thing is too, like now you finally getting to see artists age. Mm. So, like, you never know who's gonna come on. Like, I keep bringing up Nas, but like. Nas just had a hot run of the last three joints he just did with, with Facts. Him, you know what I mean? Facts. That change how people, you know, rank them. Mm. So, you know what I mean? You never know, like, Andre 3000 just says, oh, I'm going to link up with Dr. Dre and do five albums. You please, know what I mean? Like, please. You know what I'm saying? Some, like, you never know. Do you do you guys as as hip hop heads and 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 we had this conflict, like we talked about it a little bit earlier with the whole Rihanna thing. Are you guys okay with the fact that the you know the Nas's and the Jay Z's, the M's, they're at a point in life where they don't have to make music? Like, is that is that is for me? I think that's a it's a major disappointment. I feel like that kind of the uh, I don't know. It's I mean, a disapp- it's a disappointment. It's a, it's a disappointment as a fan. Right. Like, if you're not getting a new J album every year, yeah, right. absolutely. But like, I mean, it's cool for them. You know what I mean? That they've you know done enough that you know they don't they don't have to do it. But right. um, to to me, I think that's what that makes it dope because when they actually like put put their mind to it and say hey, I want to put something out, mm. now you know like all right, yeah, like this was something that was burning. They had to put it out. You know what I mean? Because right. of the love of the craft, not like. Yo, these taxes is getting to me. You know, I got another baby mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, they they in the space where they only do it if they want to. So if it comes, it should be good. That's what I was about to say. Like, nobody wants to see their favorite artist old and struggling. Mm. And like nah. forced forced to do these little club dates and playing yeah. hundred hundred room bar, I mean hundred seat bar rooms and shit when they used to be yeah. doing stadiums or something because they so broke and shit. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah I, don't, I don't I don't want that. I'd rather just have to rely on your old material and know that you out here eating and you yeah. did it the way you were supposed to do it. Because right. this right. music business is shady as fuck anyway, you know what I'm saying? And it's like you, you I don't know. I want to see the success stories. 
I want to see Oakland. I want to see Snoop doing what he's doing. I'm glad. I mean, I was never a big Nelly fan, but I'm glad Nelly was able to spawn out and do with all different kinds of shit. Glad Nas invested in tech the way, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah, I don't know if we want that. And also, it speaks to. It's, it's another avenue for us as well. You know mm, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, hip-hop is bigger than just music. It's a culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And now that culture is permeating all these different lanes and shit. And mm. so, like, we wouldn't have that if these niggas was just out here hurting and forced into making albums and, and all that shit. Right. Yeah. Nah, I think like that's below 50, their caliber. Going off of the Blacklight, mm. 50 said his... This next album will be his last album. Mm, but he ain't put an album out since like what, 2014? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, 2015, something yeah. like that. So like, you know, is that, is that when bad to say on the same episode? Huh? Huh? I, I said, is it bad to say on the same episode? Like, who, who's, who's checking for 50 music? <laughs> Anybody? I mean, <laughs> see, but that's part of the thing, right? Because it was like 50 had such the gangster persona on the record, mm. once he made all those millions, everybody's like, all right, you ain't doing that no more. You mm. got to talk to this. Mm. But that's a hard transition mm. when you've been, you know, 30 plus years making gangster music right. to now, all right, let me write about being in the office and signing checks. Right. Like, right. You know I mean, and make it sound good. Yeah. What are we going to get? 10, 10 power theme songs? I mean, it's a universe, man. It's a universe. So he just he just Son, uses the one. This is a big rich town. Yeah, he just yeah. uses the one, man. I fuck around fifty. I fuck with you, bro. I fuck with you. It's just jokes, dog. It's just jokes, man. Right, jokes. Listen, I sign a G unit tomorrow, son. Nigga, but, no, but, give me a, give me the little spinner chain. I, I remember. The, but that but that was the whole nigga. that was the whole like like thinking when I'm going down this rabbit hole. I'm like, yo, this nigga really has accomplished a lot of shit, and it's like. It's crazy when Man, you think about it. This is the thing. So talking about this, like I can't remember what song it is. Maybe maybe Jay might know. I can't remember, but um, it was. I think it was on Russ's joint. Uh, he got a joint with Joey Badass, and Joey is you know in um, what is it uh, the other Power series? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actor right? And he's like, and he's like, yo, in the, in the verse, he's like, yo, Fifty gave me two M's. Like how I'm supposed to act. Like he got, he's giving out those type of contracts, you know, through stars or whatever. That's dope. But for dudes acting, so dope. you already know what type of money he making. Off. Right. And I was uh, looking up stats. You know I mean? They said that he had, I think there was an episode, the season three premiere of Power was like yeah. the most watched uh, episode on Stars history. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jay. No, no, no! I, I, I said my part. I'm just, I'm hoping he hired me one day. That's what I'm <laughs> Listen, saying. I'm saying. I, I, you only had to give me two M's. Though. I'll take one point five. Hey, yeah. <laughs> this, this, that's what this whole, this whole you know, experience give you a is about. Discount. Speaking yeah. into existence, my nigga, because I, you know, at like. Shout out to Courtney Kemp. I know she's part, you know, she's the creator of the show. But I think every character goes through fifty himself. I think he said, like, mm-hmm. so. I mean, if you're ever listening, fifty. Hey, we got a young man here, right here. We got a resume, (laughs) and it ain't on. It ain't on. You know, it ain't like he. You know, looking for like he's been. He's been around some people already. Like, don't sleep. We should just keep sliding Jay's resume to his DMs on. Yeah, man. Don't don't sleep. You know what? You know what was ill talking about this. There was um. They just had it like 
I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a young lady put up a billboard in Atlanta and said, Tyler Perry, your next leading lady is me. Da, 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 da. Put her contact information on there. He and signed like it, didn't he? Three, yeah, like three years later. Now yeah. she like in a series uh, with him. I'm like, mm, that's crazy, man. Yeah, you, like, you never know. Yeah, you never know what's the Sometimes you, know, you got to manifest thing. your own, you know, destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. this bitch. I, I ain't got manifest on the billboard money, but we manifested. Hey, like I, nah, like you I, could I, do, you could do billboards for for some cheap. I actually, uh, uh-huh. I got, a, I got a couple plugs. We can talk about it. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen I was. I, I was telling I was telling Jay off air, man. But like, like that's that's the whole goal this year. It's like speaking yeah, into existence. Yeah. You never know. Speaking into existence, level up, man. Listen, you know, you got to see it, believe it, dream it. Absolutely, it. absolutely. But I mean, if anyone else got any other random things, man, we almost at the end of this. This oh, you know what? Actually, I do know. I do want to plug something. So, like I said, we. We try to do things differently here at uh, the PBJ podcast. So one of the things that I wanted to start doing is is shouting out um, a black business um, every every episode. And I did tell you guys that the whole family had COVID. Like when I tell you we all had COVID, we nigga we had COVID. And I wanted to shout out, and I know Fluff, you have the information, but I wanted to shout out a friend of ours. She has a a, a business called At the Late Plate or At Late Plate Boston on uh, our Instagram. Um, and she came through in the clutch, boy. She, I mean, we didn't want to get out of. I mean, we didn't get out of bed for like two, three days, all of us, because we were just like it, we was out. I mean, we couldn't anyway. Yeah, but, you know, we was down. <laughs> we was down for the count. And not only did uh, you know she hook us up, but she delivered it to our house, which she doesn't do. But it's a real friend moment because we was like, yo, we need something. And she came through with some chicken noodle soup, man. When I tell that you, girl, when I tell was- you. Much. Nigga, it saved a uh, nigga. Like it challenged my chicken noodle soup. Ooh, I was like, wait a minute. Ooh, so I had to then make some the next day to know that I still got it. And I was I'm like, oh, you had to prove it to yourself. I got a little bit of energy. We gonna bang this out. Right. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So I wanted to, you know, to shout her out, man. Um, I want Fluff to give the information, but I just wanted to, you know, start promoting some black businesses because I think, honestly, long term, my my amazing. I told Jay my goal if if, if we're gonna change this whole narrative. It's got to start somewhere, so why not That's be right. that part of you know a contributor the to that? That you want to see, yeah, man. Just be a contributor to that. So, Fluff, what is the uh, Instagram information for her? The IG handle is Late Plate Boston. Um, the menu changes every week. She does late night stuff, so like from like seven to like three a.m. Sometimes mm-hmm. delivery is available. Sometimes it's not. It all depends. Um. Some backstory, she is a, like, chef. She went to school to become a chef. Um, she's also a, a bartender. Professional Homework bartender. Drinks. Professional bartending. Not just somebody uh, making drinks at, at, your, at your cookout. She's a professional right. bartender. Yeah, she's a professional. Um, she's been cooking for years. Um, I can't think of when she finished culinary school, but it's been over 10 years, I I would imagine by now. Um, But like everything that she makes is, is 
amazing. And I'm not just saying that because she's a friend. Like, she can really throw down. And we have um, also ordered from her prior to us having COVID. So this wasn't just a anything tasted good because we had COVID type of thing. Like, her food right. tastes good. Yeah, like, she... Um, some like it depends on like the week that she's doing like she'll do taco week and like everything will be uh some type of like quesadilla taco theme she'll do like seafood themes and she'll have like you know um anything seafood related she also does drinks mm. homemade drinks um she does everything basically just, just follow her page yeah, man yeah follow her page give that woman some love try it out you won't be disappointed yeah. Believe me. So it's late plate Boston on IG. Um, like I said, you know, everything is, uh, she usually updates weekly menus. Um, the phone number is 617-297-7886. That's if you're in the Boston area, obviously. Correct. Um, that was going to be my next. If you're in the Boston area, you know, that's the phone number. Again, 617-297-7886. And it's called the Late Plate. Check them out. Check them out for sure. Her name is Siobhan, and I'm telling you, she throw down. So, shout outs, Jay. You got any shout outs? Uh, nah, just happy to be back. What's up, everybody? Hi, mommy. And uh, you know, I guess I'll start adding in. You know, what's up, pop? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shout outs, B. Uh man. Shout out the wife. You know. Always supporting. Um, man, shout out everybody who's still listening. We appreciate y'all. We're gonna try to come back strong for 2022. Um, you know what I mean? Let's get it. Hey, Fluff. Um, welcome back to us. I missed this. Um, it's it's good to you know hear y'all voices and stuff and kind of get back in the groove. So shout out to you guys for making this happen again, and just to our fans. Thank you for continuing to support us and, you know, expect greatness. Yeah, man. Shout out to all you guys, man. This was great. I wish we could put everything up, um, you know, because our recording is just, just good for the soul. It makes you feel good when you when you have them. So shout out to you guys. Um, again, shout out to Late Plate, um, you know, came through in the clutch. Uh, and shout out to any black owned business, man. Um, you know, I'm really on that other wave where I think we can kind of change the narrative if we just start with ourselves. So, you know, if you out there and you started a black business, if you're, you know, contributing, whatever it is, man, if you're a supporter of black businesses, keep supporting, man. Um, you know, yeah, this let year's us know be about different. them so we, we can bid them up. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, reach out to us, DM us if you want to be on the show. We can, you know, we can hook it up. Let's do something, man. Let's grow together, man. So, um, it's been really good doing this. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, PB and J, we out to the next time, y'all. Yep. Doses. <laughs>